So today I'm joined by Natalia Niznak, the co-owner of Relis and Chateau Property Zanzibar White Sand Luxury Villas and Spa. This is a stunning boutique property spaciously placed within four hectares of untouched white sandy beach. This series is supported by Foundry, a new art space in downtown Dubai. Welcome, Natalia. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm very excited to speak with you today. So thank you so much for giving this platform. No, thank you for your time. I appreciate you are busy now. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, congratulations on the fact that Tanzania has actually opened its borders to tourists and that they have been no COVID-19 cases recorded since August 2020. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, Tanzania has been endorsed by the World Tourism Travel Council as a safe travel destination, and international travellers do not have to quarantine upon arrival. This is huge news for tourists wanting to have a quick break and a quarantine-free break. How has the country managed to control its numbers? So, Zanzibar closed borders quite early on in March, so that was big in controlling the case numbers. There was no flights from March and it reopened only in July 2020. Since then, the country has implemented sanitation protocols like social distancing, sanitizing, wearing masks in all the main infrastructures. So, uh, for example, at the airport, you get a health check, you get a temperature check. But I think that it just naturally is a social distance place you know we're always on the fresh air you're always outside really the only time you're in a confined space is maybe in a hotel room because it is you know island life and it's hot outside so um this is yeah an outdoor activity island i would say at the hotels we have very strong protocols so all our staff is wearing masks we have an ozoning machine we do uv light disinfection and so on but um, it's also important to be transparent the reason why there is no covid cases recorded since august is also because tanzania has chosen to not report cases since april so it's to be taken with a grain of salt however i've been physically present for a year here and i'm in touch every day with doctors hospitals I've not seen anything that worries me. So it's great because all nationalities are welcome and we can do PCR tests here in Zanzibar, of course, also. Well, that's very reassuring. And thank you for your honesty because we don't want to give the wrong information here. So I do appreciate that. And have you seen an increase in tourism over the last few months or just really recently? I would say it's fairly recent. So we've had a big increase in tourism maybe since October, November. The hotel, like the island, was really closed until July. We also closed for four months. It was still quiet after that. But since October, there has been a real increase in tourism because Zanzibar is one of the few beach destinations where there is no PCR required and that welcomes all nationalities. And where have most of your guests, what countries have they been from mostly? At the moment, the most we have is still from France, Belgium, Switzerland. We have more of the CE countries, so Poland, Czech Republic, Middle East, and some Russian tourists also. So it changed a lot from before in the sense that we had more like German guests previously, but they're not traveling now. So I would say the most guests we still have now is from France. 
Oh, wow. Interesting. Now, the beauty of visiting Tanzania is that tourists come into the country to visit Mount Kilimanjaro, enjoy a safari holiday within the Serengeti National Park, which is obviously Africa's largest game reserve, and of course, a beach holiday on the Indian Ocean in Zanzibar. Do you find that most of your guests do enjoy a two-part holiday or are they mostly just coming to Zanzibar and just having the beach experience? So this has been changing. Definitely we have a lot of guests, probably most who are still doing the two-part holiday. Um, that's actually how my family and I had the chance to discover Zanzibar. Uh, we came for a family holiday in 2011 and we did a safari. We climbed Kilimanjaro. We planned three days in Zanzibar, you know, to rest after the mainland. And this is when we absolutely fell in love with Zanzibar and we decided to create this hotel, create this project. We do see more and more guests who are coming to Zanzibar as a one-stop destination. Just because it has so much to offer, there is beach, forest, there's cultural sites with Stone Town. But one thing I wanted to say is that it's kind of a tip that I always give to my friends because I think it's so great. Zanzibar is really close to safari parks. Actually, the shortest flight to a safari destination is only 20 minutes from Stone Town. So if you have a great direct flights coming to Zanzibar with return, you can go on a short safari from here. So for example, go on a safari for one day or up to three days and then come back here in order to enjoy both beach and bush without breaking the bank and in a very comfortable way because you can leave your suitcase safe with the hotel storage. You go on a safari with your duffel bag for a couple of days and then you come back to Zanzibar for a few more days in the sun before catching your flight. So the two-part holiday can be done, you know, in this different way where you fly into Zanzibar, go for two days break to the mainland, and we're still having a main part that is in the beach here. That's incredible. I didn't realize so close. Where would the safari be? Would it be in the Serengeti? Serengeti is a bit further away, but not so far. I think it's one hour, 40 minutes flight. Selu is 40 minute flights and we have Sadani Park, which is 20 minutes. So Sadani is a smaller safari. So of course, we always uh, recommend different based on what the guests are expecting. Mm-hmm. If they want to do Serengeti, it's possible to do one day. It's uh, possible to do for three days. So we have more and more such options with, um, you know, kind of this all included package with the transfers, flights, insurances from Zanzibar with a return. So a little bit like a weekend getaway from here during your maybe longer holiday in Zanzibar. Thank you very much for that, Natalia, because for me especially, I'm a huge safari lover and I'm really trying to encourage my clients to experience a safari because once you've done it, it is the most incredible experience to have. I always find that a lot of people, you know, they, they're used to taking the massive suitcases that they can't then get on the small Cessna flight because their bags are too big. So to have the opportunity to do a beach destination, leave your bags, something so little, which actually is so big when you're having a safari trip, pack your duffel bags and go on safari. That is a great service and a great puller for Zanzibar for sure. And I did it myself and it was really great. You know, we curate the experiences we want to share with our guests. So I can tell you it was really great and I 100% recommend to anyone who comes here. Well, please do send me them. We'll talk offline about those and we'll get pushing those safari locations because we do a lot in the Serengeti. We do a lot in Kruger, 
Botswana, Zimbabwe. So this would be a great one to add to our list as well. So let's talk about this stunning, stunning property. Honestly, the website just makes me want to jump into it. It really does. <laughs> so Zanzibar White Sand is only one hour drive from the airport with direct flights from Dubai. Tell us about the property and how you came to own it. Like I mentioned before, we came as a family on holiday to Zanzibar where with no intent of selling and you know, building hotels. It was our first time in Africa. But we really fell in love with Zanzibar. And so my father and I were co-owners of the hotel, but most of my family is involved. We have started by realizing that this was a place he would love to build a house and be able to come for holidays. And kind of one thing led to another because as he was looking for land, as he was looking for, you know, doing paperwork, he was coming to Zanzibar and he had to stay in different hotel every time. But he couldn't find a hotel that, you know, that is the way he likes to travel, which is boutique, which is a luxury, but really personalized. It's very much this Rolet Chateau brand kind of guest. So it really started from there, from seeing that there is no boutique luxury hotel, because there was luxury hotels, but they were just very big. And uh, finding this beautiful piece of land that is on a stunning beach, probably the nicest beach in Zanzibar. So this is how it started. And then... We built it, um, there was nothing before, we built it from scratch with the idea that the first villa was the dream villa. And then we just replicated these villas. So it also didn't come from a commercial sense that, you know, how many villas, how many bungalows can we fit on this land? It came from a place of passion, of love, of thinking, what is the best experience that we would like to have as guests? And how can we introduce it to our other guests? So because of that, we built only 11 villas. We have a property of four hectares of land, so it's very big, but only 11 villas. We have one bedroom, two bedroom villas, and we have one that is a presidential with five bedrooms. This, the location is white sand, it's a big, large beach, aqua blue water, and importantly, it's a very peaceful and natural area of the island. Zanzibar really is, you know, it's different wherever you go. Uh, there are places that are more touristic, there are places that are more natural. Each have its particular charm, but we are in this very peaceful, very natural side of the island, which we love. We're the, probably the biggest hotel on 20 kilometers of coast, and we have only 11 villas. I just have to say, Natalia, I think what's so beautiful is... The fact that this property was built non-commercial, so you know exactly what the customer wants, that luxury feeling, that feeling where you're just submerged in utter beauty in the land, but also then you add in the extra service, you know, the staff and how everything is operating. And when you do it from a place of so much passion, I believe from my global travels that this really comes out. This is really shown in not just sleeping in the villa, but the whole experience of being at the property. It shows luxury. And to have an accolade with Relis and Chateau is absolutely incredible. So well done you and well done to your family. Thank you so much. And I really feel the same, you know, I've, and we hear that from guests. We have lots of people who come back, you know, every year for the same holiday. Because I feel it's a home away from home. And that's what we want also guests to feel comfortable, to feel they're in a place with a soul, um, not just uh, accommodation. And that's what we really work on. 
For us, luxury is really the ability to experience this sense of space, of nature, being away from crowds. And so that's why every villa is located on a private plot of 1,500 square meters. Every villa has a private pool, its own recreational area with hammocks, bathtub under the stars. And really, we built this hotel because we fell in love. And we want to keep this sense of nature and authenticity in our design. We invested a lot in the gardens too. So really an experience at White Sand is of course having your large villa with your private pool, having a cocktail delivered to your rooftop terrace, but it's also very much about the nature and where we are. We planted over 30,000 plants in our tropical garden. We grow fruits, herbs, vegetables. We base our spice treatments on local spices. So it's all about really being personal and feeling your in Zanzibar. It's personal also because we have a maximum capacity of 50 guests at a maximum. So, you know, we know you, we know what you like, we know, you know, what you don't like. We want to make it personal, stay where you feel at home, away from home, in a paradise setting. That's fantastic. That sounds incredible. And I'm sure all those lovely herbs are used in the kitchen, which we will talk about in a minute. But please, could you walk me through a two-bedroom villa? Would it be big enough for a family? Definitely. So the two-bedroom villa is actually built for families. We're a family-owned hotel, and it was always important for us to ensure that we have uh, family-friendly amenities and rooms. The configuration is a little bit special. You can see it on pictures if anyone's interested in in seeing, but we have pictures on our website. Basically, all the one-bedroom and the two-bedroom villas, they have two buildings. One building is the bedroom or the bedrooms, and the second building is a separate living room. The two buildings are connected by a terrace with the private pool. So the two-bedroom villa, it has two bedrooms, each with a private bathroom. It's perfect for families, especially when children are a little bit older, let's say uh, from 10, 12. Because the rooms are not on the same floor, they are one on top of each other, so they're connected by an external stairway. That's why if we have families with very small children, I usually suggest to have a one-bedroom villa with an extra bed. But if the children can be in a separate room with the staircase, then it's absolutely perfect. And we have five of these villas. We also have tons of amenities for children, so we're very children-friendly. We have a paddle pool, we have a shaded childminder. Lots of toys, baby carts, car seats. We even have a trampoline and a games room. But that being said, because each villa is so private, uh, each is on a private plot of 1,500 square meters, we can host families with children of all ages, but also a lot of couples, honeymooners, and people looking for a more intimate and quiet time. Because each villa is an island in itself. So you're far away that you can enjoy you know, romantic time on one villa, and in another villa, you know, be with a family with small children and feel very comfortable. And I think I'm going to come and I'm going to stay in one villa with my husband and put my kids in another one. If it's that far away, give me utter peace. <laughs> give me absolute peace and quiet while I'm there. <laughs> now, the presidential five bedroom villa, which looks totally incredible. I believe people can also book a room so they don't have to take the whole villa. Can you explain that? Yes, so the five-bedroom villa is presidential. It has five bedrooms, it has a private pool, two hot tubs, and a pretty kitchen. So it's a more lavish villa. And the reason why we can also sell it as apartments is because 
it's just not occupied all year long by big families. It's quite it's quite a specific group that will come and book the five bedroom villa. So when it's not booked as a whole, we can separate it as apartment or as rooms that each are private with their private bathrooms, of course, but they're just located in the same unit. So we've had this concept for the last three or four years. It works great because, of course, it's a little bit cheaper also. And it's a great way to enjoy a beautiful room in the presidential villa and still have your privacy, but just in one building. Excellent. Now, I am slightly embarrassed to admit that I I haven't had the luxury of visiting Zanzibar yet. I was supposed to be there last year, but it didn't happen. So I'm not really sure what the traditional cuisine is. However, I know at your property, you pride yourself on being a culinary destination. Please explain to our foodie lovers who are listening a little bit more. So we are part of the Relais Chateau affiliation. It's a French affiliation that is initially its gastronomic quality label. It has many Michelin-starred restaurants among its members. So with us being part of this affiliation, gastronomy is incredibly important to us and to our guests. We have two restaurants. We have one main restaurant and one that is a restaurant on the beach. And we put a, a really special highlight on serving you know, all the fresh seafood. We pride ourselves really in serving a fusion of Western and Swahili flavors. We grow fruits and vegetables. We're always trying to source locally and responsibly. And we offer set menus that are changing every day based on what's fresh, what's there on the day. And we also personalize our menus to guest preferences also. Wonderful. And what is the main herb or spice that they use in Zanzibar? What is that Swahili? That's a great question. So Zanzibar is known as the Spice Island. So there's a lot of spices growing here and you can actually visit spice farms. It used to be the first exporter of clove. So clove is very much used here. There's cumin. It has a very interesting blend of Arabic, Swahili and Indian influences in the food, in the architecture, in the culture. So it is reflected in the food also by like uh, curries, uh, spices, they grow turmeric, cinnamon. I mean, there is a lot here. So there's a lot to do and it's very flavorful. Oh, fantastic. And I believe Stone Town is very close to you, which is a UNESCO heritage site, which that also really displays the unique blend of African, Muslim and Indian culture as well. How far away is Stone Town? It's just one hour away from the hotel. So it's an easy ride. It's a great place for a cultural visit. So there you can see the Freddie Mercury Museum, the old town. You can do some shopping and learn about the history, which is absolutely incredible because Zanzibar was the capital of Oman at some point. So it has this amazing blend of cultures. Yeah, Indian, so Zanzibari doors are a remnant of Indian heritage. The island is Muslim and, of course, the Swahili culture that originated in Zanzibar, it is said. I mean, it's so unique. And to have all these beautiful, you know, blend of different cultures. And then you mention Freddie Mercury Museum. How does that happen? Freddie Mercury was born here. He was born in Zanzibar. So they have a museum for him. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah, but that's quite new. It opened last year. So it's also a tourist, you know, an attraction because the movie Bohemian Rhapsody yes. came out 
last year or two years ago and it was a big thing so it it opened and he was born here so there is you know i don't know if you see art artifacts but uh, you know letters and pictures from him when he was a kid and it's in the house he was born in oh my goodness i didn't know that that's incredible and that was one fantastic <laughs> movie did you watch it i did i loved it yeah it's one of those that you can actually play over and over again just to get the singing going right and then tell me more about, obviously, we've mentioned about the beautiful beach on your doorstep. What activities on the beach does the hotel offer? So Zanzibar being an island, of course, we have beautiful beaches and we can have great snorkeling, diving. You can get your paddy certification at the hotel. But one thing to know is that each beach in Zanzibar is a little bit different. So some have more tides, some have rocks, some have coral rock. Some are busy, some are crowded, and some are very isolated. So we're very lucky to be located on a prime beach. It's white powdery sand, aqua blue water, there is no rocks, no coral. And we are protected by a coral reef that is two kilometers away. So with that, we have amazing conditions for stand-up paddling and also kite surfing. So we open our own kite and water sports school in the resort. It's called Zanzibar Kite Paradise. And then you can take kite surfing lessons because it's amazing conditions to learn or practice. And we also offer complimentary for all our guests, crystal kayaks, which are perfect for making pictures and seeing, you know, the bottom of the ocean mm. from your kayak and also snorkeling and stand-up paddling. Oh, sounds like my idea of heaven, actually. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. I love the glass bottom crystal kayaks. Such an Instagrammable activity. <laughs> now... I personally am a huge supporter of sustainable tourism and intelligent luxury, and I know the property was built with sustainability in the forefront. Could you explain more about some of the initiatives that you run and support? So the hotel really started from yeah work of love. It's very important for us to honor the nature and the community that welcomes. So since the start, we have invested in solar power, in wind power. I think we have one of the only wind turbines in Zanzibar. We have solar power panels on all of our buildings. We recycle, we limit the use of the plastic, and we manufacture our own drinking water to avoid using plastics. We also support NGOs to give our guests the option to spare a few kilos in their suitcases to bring materials for the orphanage in Zanzibar, which we support and that helps about 500 children at any time here in Zanzibar. So there's actually a lot uh, that is done to honor this nature and the community that are, that are with us. That's absolutely incredible. I love that. And for people that are listening, what would you recommend that they pack in their suitcase for the orphanage? Would you recommend clothes, blankets, kids' activities? What would you say? Definitely anything that is educational. So books, even in different languages, pens, papers. We do have a list that is provided to us. So we check with the orphanage every once in a while and we ask them what's priority for them. Um, and they let us know and we publish this list on our website. So I, inv I would invite guests to look on the website what is you know, needed now. I can say also what not to pack. Generally, don't pack candies or uh, sugar sweets because this is not great for, for the health of children here. But apart from that, anything is welcome. Also sanitary hygiene items. Fantastic. Okay. And I will actually publish that myself once I, I'll take it from the website or get it from you and I'll do a post on that for you as well because that's 
It's really good to share that. I obviously have a huge support with anybody that supports NGOs. So thank you very much. Now, lastly, what would your top tips be for people visiting Zanzibar? So I would definitely think about the short safari trip from Zanzibar, the one we were mentioning before, because I always recommend that to all my friends. And it's still not very known that you can do that, that you can do these short safaris from Zanzibar. So I would definitely say think about it. The second thing would be uh, be culturally sensitive with Muslim country, but I think coming from Dubai, this is not an issue at all. And another tip was, yeah, be prepared for a lot of relaxing, lots of fun, uh, take a good book and enjoy the island. It sounds incredible. Our bags are packed and we're ready to go. (laughs) And Natalia, thank you so, so much for giving us such a beautiful introduction into your property. And Congratulations. As I say, when I look on the website, I just want to dive into the picture. It looks incredible. We hope to visit soon and we hope to get some of our clients over to see you as well. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Danielle. It was really wonderful. So really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you.